Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're talking a little NBA right here and now with our pal Nick Friedel joining us on the Bud Light guest line. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. And I'm just guessing... That uh, although he has created you know another headache for you here, Nick, it's a lot easier to cover a team that is forever interesting than one that might not be. My gosh, there is never a day off with the Brooklyn Nets, even when it looked like a few were coming your way. No dice. Kyrie is always good for copy. David, I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> I've really never seen anything like it. I went to dinner, or excuse me, I went to lunch with my mom. And I got off the subway, and I got into my apartment, and boom, you know, the rest of the day is is gone. But you take this in what I do and what we do every single time over a boring team. It's just that once again, when you think that everything is kind of calm around this Nets group and that things have stabilized, and all right, you get Kevin Durant back in the second half and you see what happens, once again... There is drama, and the Nets have nobody to blame in this sense besides themselves because they knew what had occurred last year. They knew what was possible if you tried to bring Kyrie and Kevin back and see what happened, and now we're a few days away from the trade deadline, and it's happened again. Uh, Given the fact that Kyrie's mom, who also I think doubles as his agent or at least one of them, had said last week that the ball was in Brooklyn's court, re uh, a, ma- a new max extension for him. Was this as predictable as it seems now with hindsight? Absolutely, Ray. And I can't tell you how many people <laughs> after that story came out, it was my old friend and colleague, Chris Haynes, who had talked to Kyrie's stepmom, who's also his agent, and the story hits, and people in the organization are like, huh? Where is this coming from? Uh, Right now, especially, because uh, Kyrie really had developed strong relationships in the locker room. I mean, that's not a joke. Like, these guys genuinely like him. Uh, And especially without Kevin Durant, he had stepped up. He was playing really, really well. And you saw that story, and you went, what? Right now? This this is going to happen? So, the seeds were planted what happened today a week and a half ago when that story came out looking back absolutely it was only a matter of time and now here we are because the Nets wanted to wait I'm sure they still want to wait and see what happens over the course of the next few months and and if he can maintain this level and everything off the floor goes well but now they're trying 
to force the organization's hand, and, and that's their right. But uh, as far as a team that some people thought had a legit chance in the East, I, I never believed they could get past Boston-Milwaukee. Now you've added all the drama back that has kind of been wiped away, at least for these last couple months. And here we are again going into tomorrow into a game that seems far less important than the post-game press conference and what may or may not be said. Nick Ferdell with us on 95.7 The Game. He's an extraordinary talent. There's no denying that. He's an extraordinary headache. There is no denying that. An extraordinary player in Kevin Durant demanded a trade, and we watched Brooklyn shut that down. Will they acquiesce in this instance just to be rid of him once and for all? David, my guess as we sit here is still that they'll let this season play out. It would surprise me if they actually made the move because, as we know, this is not just, well, all right, you're getting rid of Kyrie and let's see what happens next few months. All of this is tied together. If I'm any NBA team, and, and let's go specifically to the Bay, if I'm Bob Myers and Joe Lacob and I see this Kyrie news pop up today, I'm on the phone with Sean Marks right now. And I'm saying, what does it take? What will it take for you guys uh, to to trade us Kevin? Because if you get Kevin Durant, especially with all the flaws that we were talking about with the Warriors last week and that have been apparent throughout the season, he fixes a whole hell of a lot of what's going on. So it's not just Kyrie. It's not as simple as saying, all right, well, we're going to move Kyrie because if you move Kyrie, the reality, especially in the short term, is, well, there goes your chance at any kind of title. It's gone. Well, it felt like today the most reaction uh, coming out of Brooklyn was simply, hey, this guy might have made the trade request, but more interest has come in on the other guy because Kevin Durant might be staying, all right, well, then now get me the hell out of here. And you know, I was going to ask you if you thought the Warriors had a role to play in Durant's future or not, and it sounds like you kind of think they might. Uh, absolutely. If you're that front office and you see the flaws on this roster, Damon, you have to make that call. You have to see just what the Nets might be looking for, and that's why there are so many layers to this thing because the part that's not being discussed enough, at least in my opinion, being around this Nets team now day to day, is that Ben Simmons has been really, really bad. So if you are moving Kyrie, even for the next few months, and you're getting back whatever you get back, you're looking at Kevin Durant at the end of the season, and you're saying, okay, well, <laughs> we've got Ben Simmons, and yeah, well, there's not much else going on, and, and we'll see what happens if they were to move Kyrie, what would happen with that slot, uh, could they work out some kind of sign and trade? There are a lot of different other gymnastics that would have to go down, not just in the next few days, but going into the summer. But, Damon, this part is crucial to any conversation about Kyrie, Kevin, or whatever the Nets may do. Ben Simmons has not been good. They thought he would be better. He hasn't. And if you know that, and you're trying to figure out what's going to happen down the line with your team, if you're Kevin Durant, You've got to be sitting there going, all right, I don't know if this is the place I want to be. So as you turn that forward, if you're Bob Myers, you're thinking, what would it take? And I do think there's still some 
some hope that if you're a Warriors fan, and certainly with Steph and Draymond still there, they know exactly what Kevin would bring. They know the level he's been playing at before he got injured this season, and they know if he were to appear in a season where I think we all agree there is no dominant team in the West, that would be fun as hell to watch uh, over the course of the next couple of years. Okay, but let's turn this whole thing on its head because I've heard you know a hundred people talking about you know what the Lakers could do with with Kyrie, what the what the Warriors or Dallas could do with Durant. I mean, just on and on and on. What would Brooklyn get out of either deal? Because it sounds to me like if they move to move Kyrie, they don't get any immediate help back, which is what Durant would want. Which means all you've done is time release another trade demand from him. And if you move Durant, you know, Irving is essentially useless to them. So what is the deal that would satisfy Brooklyn other than, well, I'm just rid of the guy? Because if they do that, it seems to me, and you can answer this after I'm done bloviating, it seems to me if you move either one of those guys, you are essentially throwing the towel in on all of it. First of all, Ray, I agree with you. Because if you do, it's an acknowledgement, all right, we, we have no shot at a championship now. And I would tell you, I still think that's a mirage, even if you bring Kevin back, because Simmons hasn't been the guy that you want him to be anyway. And the worst thing that can happen, aside from an injury in the NBA, is a max player who's not living up to a max contract. That's what they got right now in Ben Simmons. As far as a deal for Kyrie that makes sense, to me, it's a deal that would include Simmons. You're getting Simmons off the books, and you're saying, okay, you can have Kyrie, but you got to take Simmons. And that would certainly include Russell Westbrook, and you've got to add a lot more to make the money work. But if I'm the Nets, I'm doing everything I can to get off that Ben Simmons contract. Because while there's still a chance that the talent is in there and maybe that uh, he could come back and be close to the player we once saw. There is nothing that I've seen this year, guys, that would lead me to believe the consistency is still there. So if you're the Nets and the Lakers and keep calling and saying, we want Kyrie, we want Kyrie, I'd say, okay, well, you're taking Simmons too. So how do we make that work? As far as the Warriors go, if I'm, if I'm that front office, I am doing everything that I can to to make a potential Kevin deal happen. Now, whether or not that could happen in the next few days, uh, only time will tell there. I think that would still be a really big surprise because the Nets love Kevin Durant, and they would love nothing more than to keep Kevin Durant and keep moving and building uh, going forward with him. But if you're Golden State, is there a chance that you can win the title still this year and get out of the, the West? Sure. I think so, but I think we'd also all agree that they have been really inconsistent this season. The the pieces just don't seem to match, certainly not like they did last year. And Kevin, for all the flaws in the relationship and how it all ended that last year in Oakland, is still one of the very best players ever. And not only that, would have a a comfort level coming in with a bunch of guys he's played with and that coaching staff uh, from Kerr down that is is relatively still in place. So... uh, I think there is a possibility of that happening. Maybe not again in the next couple of days, but I wouldn't just write it off that it would never happen because 
there are a lot of proud people involved on a lot of levels there. Uh, and if you're Kevin and you're looking to ramp up your legacy still, that would allow you to go to a place and still compete for championships at a latter stage in your career. And hey, he's always wanted, he's always been very impressed by Kenny Atkinson. You know, he. <laughs> uh, let's, just, let's just wrap up with this. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of talk about the Lakers or maybe talking to the Jazz about Russell Westbrook. Would his expiring contract be enough to hit Brooklyn's books to where KD would be able to look down the road and say, all right, that'd be an expiring contract coming off, and maybe we can tinker around with that, and I'll, I'll, I'll wait through that. Damon, I don't think so. And I've learned long ago. When we, <laughs> so we've been doing this for a few years now as far as the Kevin conversation goes. Only Kevin knows exactly what he thinks and exactly what he wants moving forward. What I can tell you, having been around both of these situations that we're talking about when he used to be with the Warriors and, and as he's with the Nets now, is the guy does want to win. If you're moving Kyrie, and even if you're getting Russ back and that slot, my question back to you or anybody that would ask about, all right, what could happen in the future is, okay, who's the guy that's coming to Brooklyn? Where is that guy who everybody goes, all right, uh, they can they can find a way to, to make it all work if this person, Person X, appears here. I don't see it. I, I don't see this Brooklyn team having enough to where you think, all right, if they lose Kyrie but get back that spot, then you know something else could happen. I, I don't see that player available on the market. So uh, this is what makes this part of it fun. It's all the speculation and, and what could happen down the line. But uh, I think we're, we're all on the same page in this regard. If you're moving Kyrie, you are running a very high risk of losing Kevin. And if you're going to be okay with that, if you're going to move Kyrie, I would move Simmons right there with him. Because at least if you're going to start over, start over all the way instead of trying to find some way to keep Kevin without Kyrie. That team isn't good enough, guys. Right. This team, as they're constructed, also isn't good enough, in my opinion. And that's why they are just stuck in a set of bad circumstances right now, especially given that this has now become public and they've got to figure out what they're going to do before the deadline hits. I know Ray's got one more for you, and then i got one to wrap it up. we got Nick Ferdell here as we slip into our 4 o'clock hour. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco. Always live on Twitch, YouTube, and the free Odyssey app. Damn well better be free. I'm guessing that while you were having lunch with your mother, and thanks for that detail, uh, you were trying to figure out where the best match for the Nets and all the other 29 teams would be. Of those 29, which is the one that makes the most sense for Brooklyn? Because Joe Sy has already shown that he doesn't take orders from players very well. So which is the one that Sean Marks could bring to Joe Tsai and get a positive response? I, I think it's whichever one would throw in a couple first-round picks, Ray. And I'd go back to the summer because this Lakers stuff just never stopped with Kyrie specifically. 
And it was always, all right, well, the Lakers would throw in the Russ deal and a first-round pick. I am sure if the Nets are sitting there over the next few days, they're saying, well, we want two first-round picks. And whichever team is willing to do that, uh, you know, there's some chatter about the Clippers. We we heard that maybe the Mavericks get involved. You know, who knows how this thing actually ends up playing out. But the the draft capital involved, I would think, would would sway side to say, all right, you know, let's let's move forward. But so much of any Kyrie conversation centers around Kevin. And it has from the beginning and will continue to be that way as which whatever iteration of this net era comes to an end here. I, this is why, though, I would go back in time and i tell you three months ago when all hell was breaking loose out here, to me, that's when they should have pressed the button to begin with. Because what's happened is, well, okay, they won 18 of 20. They beat a lot of bad teams during that stretch, and it felt even in the moment like plenty of fool's gold when you compare them to the top tier in the East. So now they're stuck again, and they're trying to figure out whether or not Kyrie is going to make this whole season implode if they hang on here for another week and and then try to figure out what happens after that. But the answer to that question is, the draft picks that become involved so that uh, they don't lose that slot because, guys, if Kyrie walks and they get nothing for him and they lose that slot, it reminds me of the D'Angelo Russell-Kevin deal from years ago, and it's just gone. So you've got to do everything you can to protect that because they're already so far over the cap. But I'd remind you, this ties into Ben Simmons again because you traded for a guy you thought was going to be a max player and he just hasn't been since he's gotten there. Nick Ferdell with us here on Damon and Ratto. Let's wrap up with this. Beyond the full-on blow-up-the-league DEFCON 1 trade for Kevin Durant, what do you think the Warriors do six days from now? Is there a trade or is there no trade? Stick and stay. And of players, Warriors might be able to put on the market to get value back. Wiseman, Moody, Poole, Wiggins. I mean, a couple of those names would have to be in play for anyone that is Kevin Durant. Would any of those names be in play for someone lesser than Kevin Durant? What do you think they do? It all, it all to me, Damon, centers around Poole. Uh, it, it really becomes, all right, what, what are you going to do? And I know you and Ray have talked a lot about this, and it will continue to be a a point of conversation. But it's not just over the next few days with the trade deadline. It's what happens in the summer. Because when you sign that deal, you thought, okay, he is going to be one of these next faces uh, as the Warriors work through whatever's going to happen with Clay and Draymond and Steph. If you are serious about winning a title this year, I would think that he gives you the potential of of getting somebody serious in return. And even more this summer, if nothing happens in the short term, are you committed moving forward to him being one of those guys, given what you've seen so far to start this year? So uh, after all of that, you know, Wiseman, he's just not been what they thought. Uh, he, He has not lived up to any kind of, a potential, and, and from the looks of it, he hasn't really gotten better. 
with Draymond and Clay, you know, they don't have that much value to another team right now, given the stage they're at in their careers, especially with Draymond and the uncertainty uh, that is on his deal. Um, Clay has shown a little bit more, but he just hasn't been that consistent player that we were used to seeing before all the injuries. So you whittle all that down. Wiggins has been really, really solid, but he's been hurt this year. To me, not only again in the next couple in a week or so, but moving forward into the summer, it centers around pool. Whatever they do there will determine uh, what happens moving forward with this organization. Always a pleasure. What 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 was for lunch, by the way? What did you and mom get? She got a turkey Reuben. I got a or a, a tuna tuna Reuben. I got a club. Okay, strong all the way around. Are you going to stick that on ESPN? Are you paying it for your, for your? Are you paying for oh, it? I, I paid for my mom. Thank you very much. So, wait, does a tuna Reuben have sauerkraut on the tuna? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that works. Oh, yeah. It, it played. All right. I'm not a tuna fan, but you know. All right. It it worked. Okay. I there's an experiment out there in the sandwich world. I'm going to need to run. Thank you very much, Nick Fordell. I miss you guys. Talk to you later. Miss you too. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.